Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, Who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 274 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with two really fun guests. They are Shauna Rodenbow and Sue Kemp. Shauna and Sue both live in San Diego. Shauna is a graphic designer, and Sue is a level one trauma operating room nurse. Welcome, Shauna and Sue. Hello. Hi, Jen. (laughs) It's super great to have both of you here today. I love talking to intermittent fasting friends and And sisters-in-law. And sisters-in-law, that's exactly right. And so, you know, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting, and it's my understanding that was you, Shauna, so I'm going to start with you. Yes. 
I wasn't even looking for it. There was a little ping in my email inbox and randomly this Facebook message came up and it said, Melissa Wages, episode 12. And I was like, that is funny because Melissa Wages' husband went to preschool through high school with him. Oh my God, that's so funny. I know. I was like, I have never known anybody on a podcast. So I clicked (laughs) on it. I listened to her podcast and it just... It made so much sense, but bottom line is I knew them and it made it just a little more real to me that someone I knew who had been in my life was having success at this. And so the next day, March 1st, 2019, I just started, I read your book, Delay Don't Deny. And then I started down this little rabbit hole of just your podcasts and other podcasts. And those kind of helped me just get going. But I have to tell you, I'm a tea drinker in the morning. I don't even drink coffee. So it was fairly easy for me to just hop on. Yeah. Coffee is like such a stumbling block for so many people. That hot milkshake. Some people are like, this is the only pleasure I have in my life. I'm like, no, really, there are other pleasures in your life besides that milkshake. Yes, or you can start a little bit later and still have that pleasure. (laughs) It's true. And I take great pleasure from my black coffee now. You know, I sit out on the porch every morning and watch the sunrise over the ocean with my black coffee. It doesn't have to have anything in it. So (laughs) anybody listening, you can do it. So I love that you heard Melissa's podcast just out of the blue, but you did not need to lose weight at the time. Well, I fluctuate. I could have lost 10 to 15 pounds. And Sue and I had both gone through Weight Watchers a couple times, which was fun. But I don't want to say fun, but we kind of worked off each other and we're partnered with it. But it wasn't sustainable. Like most people say on here, I mean, you can lose the weight, but it wasn't it wasn't a good lifestyle. I didn't want to count points forever. So I kind of just I wasn't dieting, but I do have osteoarthritis and I was looking for ways to take some pounds off my knees, which the cartilage is shot and the inflammation inside down. And I thought this was a good way to do it. And it has been. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You you didn't have dramatic amounts of weight to lose. You just had a typical dieting history. You didn't want to diet anymore, but you wanted to reduce inflammation, take those pounds off your knees. Yeah. And it just feels good. If I probably lost mostly seven pounds, I'd say, but people would notice, people would comment, hey, what are you doing? Or you look really good or you look a little glowy and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I just knew that was just, that was the intermittent fasting. (laughs) That's true. That's a great way of putting it. We just look different. You know, seven pounds doesn't sound like, you know, dramatic, you know, giant changes. People might not even notice that, but there's just something different about you, the way you look, like your whole demeanor is different. So you started right there in 2019, drinking your tea, no coffee, and you lost about seven pounds. Yeah. And then I did that for about a year. I didn't tell anybody like Sue's, she was kind of upset. She's like, why don't you tell me? I just didn't. It was just kind of something I wanted to do and kind of experiment on my own. And I just really didn't tell anybody, you know, the pandemic came and Mm -hmm. I went into the pandemic doing it. My window opened a little bit more, but I really wasn't nervous about anything because it just didn't make me feel nervous. I kind of had a handle on this lifestyle of, okay, my window's a little open or it's a little closed, but I never really was beating myself up for things that other people were. You know, I was drinking more like everybody else and my window Mm -hmm. open like everybody else. And I was just eating whatever I wanted, but it was still kind of contained, which gave me that control. The feeling of control in a pandemic was kind of a nice way to ride it out. (laughs) 
Right, right. I think so. So when did you finally mention it to Sue? We were sitting out near a pool and I don't even know how it, I just said, yeah, well, I said, well, I'm not going to have that right now. I just, I said, well, my window's not open. And she's like, what? And then <laughs> hear about it and then pass oh. it to Sue. Here we go. So we did Weight Watchers together after our kids were born and we had great success and it was great having somebody to do it with. So we shared everything. Like if, if we were doing this, that, whatever, we would always share what we were doing because we were just health journey people, I like mm. to say. I like that too. Health journey. And, and you know, you mentioned before, like like Shauna said, Weight Watchers isn't fun. The only way I think it could possibly be fun would be doing it with someone you have fun with, like you. It was. It was right. kind of competitive. Yes. Yeah. You know? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. We did We did all the things you do before a weigh-in and we laugh at ourselves now, right? So anyway, I just said, you're looking really good. And what are you doing? And then she said, I'm doing this intermittent fasting thing. And she mentioned your book. And I had fasted in the 80s with my dad. He lost 80 pounds in like 80 to 85. I was in high school. He fasted Monday, Wednesday, Friday, like diety on Tuesday and Thursday. The weekend, he did what he wanted. Okay. That is so interesting. How did he find out about that? Do you even know? No, I wish he was alive so I could ask him. Okay. But I just remember he lost 80 pounds and everywhere. He was a optometrist in the neighborhood or whatever you call it. And it was watching everybody say, oh my God, what are you doing? Oh my God, you lost him. Because he he was chubby. He loved to eat. Same here. I'm chubby. I love to eat. So then I did it with him in high school and I lost like 25 pounds. And you always talk about high school skinny. I was high school skinny. Like yeah. Skinny. I had to have my clothes taken in, the whole nine yards. But we did, we did not fast clean. We did V8, Diet Coke, <laughs> And tea with cream and sugar. Okay. So when she said fasting, in my head, I'm like this. I've done that before. I can do that. I could do it. I used to do it all the time. So I started and I had been doing bullet coffee from mm-hmm. being on keto, right? Oh, yeah. So I kept doing that because everything I looked up, it didn't raise your blood sugar. And she, I would she, yeah, bust her. It. But she was very nice <laughs> about it. That's not really clean. I'm like, this, ah, whatever, <laughs> right? And then I was doing bone broth. That's not really clean. Like, uh, that's whatever. So once I, of course, everybody says, once you start clean, it's so easy, oh, right? Yeah. yeah, It's ridiculous. So it just came and I loved it. We, She loved it. It just is, you just feel so much better and it helps everything. You know, what's really funny, thinking back to your dad, what he was doing, he was doing like an early version of 4-3, yeah, yeah, he, yeah was, he was. He was doing like ADF 4-3 before it was a thing because the original research on ADF, Krista Verity, it was, you know, the 500 calorie days. So with all of his, you know, V8 and Lordy, that brought back memories because my grandmother and my uncle and my grandpa, it. they used to drink their V8. Yes, because <laughs> you got eight. Yes. But I had a V8. Anyway, but but he was having his, and y'all were having your Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Those were your three down days with your 500 calorie, whatever. And then you were having up days on <laughs> The other days, especially the weekend, that's really, really funny. So even though you were not fasting clean and your dad wasn't fasting clean, there are health benefits that come along with that, you know, that the idea of calorie restriction to that degree. Were you guys ever, uh, just a question about that, since you weren't clean fasting, were you ever 
ugh, hungry and growly during the day. Then I would just have a Diet Coke. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. You were constantly shoving down the hunger feelings with, with something like like that tea with cream or the, the diet soda. Yeah, I remember that from the days before I was fast and clean, before I knew what it meant, before I'd read the obesity code. You're hungry, but you're making do by having all those extra beverages. You know, you're getting through and you're white knuckling it through, but it's worth it because it's, you know, working and you can eat tomorrow. It kind of, is that kind of how it felt? Yeah. And it felt like I get to eat tomorrow, but then on Tuesday and Thursday, they weren't very up. He did like the same breakfast and same lunch and a big salad. So that's how I got into salads because he was a huge salad maker. And I, to this day, I eat salad almost every day if I can. But on, on the weekend, he was ice cream. I mean, it was horrible. I'm not an ice cream person like you are. So he would go to town on the weekend, basically. With some weekends, he'd be better. But I mean, he lost 200, I mean, 80 pounds. He went from 280 to 200. And it made a huge difference in how he looked and felt. I love that. Well, he would be super proud to know that you are fasting now. And he would probably, since he was an optometrist, he said he would love the health benefits. Oh, totally. He would be all on board with that. Yeah, absolutely. So you started with Shauna and how did you begin? You you weren't doing it clean at first, but you just, were you doing a daily eating window? I just, uh, took me a while to get clean. Then I was clean after that. Okay. I was, you know I'm saying? I was just still doing my bullet coffee in the morning and maybe I did one in the afternoon, maybe. I can't remember the early days because I read your book Audible and then I'm like, right. oh, well, for goodness sake, Sue, right? <laughs> then it just started. And I, I had weight to lose. I got up to my pregnancy weight, which a lot of women have said on here, like, that's it. You cannot be above your pregnancy weight. That's the limit. <laughs> um, so I was 182 and that was July of 20, a little bit after the pandemic started. So it helped me during the pandemic. Also, so I lost 20 pounds, probably, I don't know, eight, 10 months and basically I've kept it off. Now I go up and down, but I want to be one five something. That's all I really want. (laughs) And I even, I even, you know, did your, asked you a question on your DD community or whatever it's called. Yeah. And you're like, you could keep trying, but if it's too much work, that's where your body's happy. We just had this conversation. Was it like last week or very recently? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. But it's true. And that's the part that's hard because our bodies really do fight to maintain whatever that weight is, that homeostasis, that set point, we call it, you know, whatever it is for whatever the reason. Our bodies have like a something they try to defend. You can get lower than that, but it's hard to stay there unless you really want to work hard at it. Like, you know, I know that I've made it with my journey look easy. Like here I am wearing the same jeans I've been wearing since, you know, whatever it was, 2017, 2016, whenever I bought this particular pair, my body just has liked to maintain here without me having to struggle really hard to maintain it. But that's been the key. If I had had to work really hard to maintain it, I wouldn't have been able to stay there. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to say when, when I read your thing and you went from a 16 or 18 to a two and a zero, I'm like, maybe there's a size two in me. There's no size two in me. Right. No. She We're does not right. exist. <laughs> I mean, right? you can see, we can see each other. You see my wrists yes. are little, you know, yeah. and, I've and, got and little I'm, wrists. I'm a big skeleton. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm a big mm-hmm. skeleton. Well, they call that our frame, right? Small frame, medium frame. I right. am a small frame person. Uh, there's just no, no way around it. And so my body 
is, I mean, I do have, you know, the curvy hips, but my body frame is smaller. And so it's not because I've had to work hard. I just, this is just the lucky body that I ended up with, not because I've had to work at If I had to work really hard, nope. <laughs> right. And I think that's one thing that comes from mm. fasting. And one of your little podcast episodes a while back, the lady was with an accent from Australia, maybe or something. She said, I'm just trying to be the best I can be. And I always like have said that, but not really believed it. But I'm just trying to be the best that I can be, the most healthy I can be. And I can't compare to my little Shauna. She's little. You know what I'm saying? And I have even littler friends. I'm like this. Right. It's not going to happen. But I think the health benefits of it, and you also look good, that's why we'll never not do it. We'll never not do it. We'll never not do it. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by by optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency. And, in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories promo code IFSTORIES10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's buyoptimizers.com slash IFSTORIES, promo code IFSTORIES10. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. Exactly, and I think that's the whole key is making peace with your body and finding a lifestyle that feels good, where you get to enjoy yourself and you're not constantly feeling like you're fighting yourself either. Because nobody wants to live every single day of your life like it's a fight where you are trying to force your body to do something it doesn't want to do. And when you're fast and clean, it doesn't feel like you're forcing your body to do something hard. No, there's such a nice casualness to it. And sometimes we'll open our windows completely earlier. I always open mine early for her because we're not on the same time. And when I'm off, we go out early. You know, we have brunch because mm-hmm. that's we have kids. We have to do stuff. But I usually don't open to weigh in the evening because I at work. So I don't open to like four or six. I open at 11 a.m. Right. So we always go to <laughs> brunch and I always open for Shauna. And I say I, that, I get it. 
close it, but I don't always close it early. And it's like, you know, it's, and then we'll talk about that too. We'll be like, well, I think it's good for your body to be totally different times. You at the same times every day, just seems like it would get so used to that, that I don't know, the benefits aren't as great as when you kind of shock it and to do different things. I do think, you know, like like we talked about a minute ago with alternate daily fasting, the up and the down approach. So even though that was not truly fasting because of all the, the low amounts of calories, it doesn't have the same effects that if you were low calorie dieting every single day, <laughs> you know, that your body's more likely to adapt to that. It's the up and the down pattern that allow your body to not adapt and not feel like you're, you're starving to death. But, you know, I, I'm like you, Sue. If I open early, I can tell myself I'm going to close. That's, I'm <laughs> That's not good it. at closing. I'm good at delaying. I can delay. You know, if I didn't have something till 7 p.m., I could delay till 7 p.m., no problem. But <laughs> if I opened early, I'm not going to... Yeah. keep it closed. I'm going to be eating at 7 p.m. anyway. You know? Right. <laughs> but I like the flexibility of it, you know, and sometimes at work, I don't get to eat at my, I shoot for 20 hours and I don't get to eat. And sometimes I will say, okay, it's too late. I'm going to go to the, the next day and I'll get a 36 in. Mm-hmm. And that rarely happens. <laughs> you know, I'm like this, I'm just going <laughs> to eat, but I eat for like two hours, which seems not, not enough, but why would you start? But I'm like, I'm hungry. And if I don't tomorrow, right. I will eat like a mad woman. So mine is not very set because of when I work, when I don't work. And I just give myself grace. I'm not eating, right? We're not eating. Every minute of fasting is doing something for you. That's exactly right. That is 100% true. The clean fast, it's giving you benefits, even if you only fasted for 12 hours that day. Yeah, you know, if you, even if you only fasted for twelve hours, that's more than probably the neighbors on either side of you fasted more <laughs> the whole year. To, right? Yeah, exactly. right. Exactly. So, you know, because I remember waking up first thing in the morning, eating from right after my feet hit the floor, because that's what they said, and then right up until time for bed, having a little something right there at the end of the day, and it, it was constant. So, what well, we fast for like what nine hours while we were sleeping, and that was it. <laughs> right. <I do. laughs> Sometimes you might have got up and ate something, right? (laughs) Well, you know, I laugh at that, but it's not a joke because there are people who struggle with that. I did not realize that was a thing. And there are people, we we have had some people in our fasting community, and that is one of their biggest struggles. They wake up in the middle of the night, and it is their habit to go get something to eat. So I'm not making light of that because I think if you got into that habit and and you felt like I got to have something to eat to go back to sleep, it would be a challenge that you'd have to try to figure out a way to work through that. And there have been people who have really struggled with that. So Mm -hmm. someone listening probably is like, yeah, that's me. And for me, that was totally foreign because if I'm in the bed and I wake up, the last thing I'm going to do is get up and eat something because I'm like, I don't want to wake up. Right. (laughs) Like that's my guaranteed I'm solid for at least that. I don't even get up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what, what maybe my bladder is strong from being a teacher for all those years. Yeah, is that what it is? Yeah. I got teacher bladder. I do not get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. Do y'all? I sometimes do if I've had too much water too late. I have a nurse bladder. I yeah, don't same. ever get up. I either. never do. I go to bed wow. and then I wake up. I train my bladder. <laughs> yeah. When I do wake up, I have to go. Like in the morning. Oh, me too. That's the first thing I do. The first thing I do is go to the bathroom. Yes. That's exactly Letters right. Full, but I'm yeah. definitely not getting numb. up for. Anything in the middle of the night. And you better not wake me up. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Not on on purpose. (laughs) Right. That's so funny. So 
Well, let's talk about what y'all have seen as far as like your health benefits and that sort of thing. What what have been some of your health victories that you've had? Now, you mentioned, Shauna, that you had arthritis. Yes. And so I'll walk. I didn't do a lot of exercise because it was kind of like, oh, you just do this. You don't do X. I'm going to just focus on fasting. So like for the first year, I really did give up like going to the gym and stuff like that. But I would still walk my dog and still do yoga. That counts. That's great. I just kind of fell into that because it wasn't kind to my knees, which were the main reason. And I'm able to still do that. But other than that, so that's exercise wise. But your arthritis is better. Your arthritis is... You know what? I have nothing to compare it to, but I feel like I've held off. I think it could be a lot worse. Okay. So it has not progressed. It hasn't gone away, but it hasn't progressed. No. There's always some certain maybe level of pain or level discomfort, but I really think I've kept it at bay. I just feel that because it could be so much worse. And if, you know, every pound off of your body is, I don't know, I forget how much pounds off your knees, but it just, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm like, I just want to have an active life for the next 50 years, you know, and then, and then I'll be fine. (laughs) Well, that's a great point to make because so many people ask, you know, how has, you know, XYZ helped you with this thing, whatever. And I'm like, it's hard to know. Like, how did intermittent fasting help me go through menopause? I don't know because I didn't have a time when I went through menopause without intermittent fasting. Yeah, that's another thing. We're kind of not experienced. We're both, I'm 51, I'm 55. I did have plantar fasciitis just from being a nurse and being on my feet all the time. So I knew the fasting would help for that reason too. If I could could drop some pounds, that's going to help me. And one day I was going down the stairs and I always would hold the stairs in the morning because my feet were stiff and achy. And then one day I was just going down the stairs. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, it totally works. Like, you know, it's all so gradual what the fasting does for you. It's not like on Monday and then on Friday, woo, it doesn't happen. It totally takes a long time. And during the fasting period, I was diagnosed with breast cancer, stage zero, stage zero, which I didn't know we were zero. There were zero. I'm a nurse. I didn't know that. I thought we were all zero, but like you're negative one, I guess. Okay. Okay. I, see, I didn't know that. I'm learning something there. So stage zero is, is it like precancerous? Is that what So it's basically the, my physician said the cancer cells are in jail and they haven't got out. So it's okay. just in my ducts. So that's where it usually is. So it hadn't spread. It was Not there. Activated. How did they find that? A uh, mammogram. Okay. Ladies, get your mammograms. Right. So it's you one go. day after October. But so I had uh, fibroadenomas when I was 20, which is just a clump of tissue that comes together. So it's no big deal. So I had a, another, when I kids were little, I had another couple. So when this one came, it got a little delayed with COVID. They wanted to see me back, take a biopsy. And I was like this, it's going to be fine. And then it came back. I'm like, my physician who knew me from work was like, do you know what that means? DCIS, which is ductal carcinoma in site two. And I said, I'm an old OR nurse. I have no idea what that means. So I, I was like, she just said I have cancer, which is so bizarre to be. I can't even imagine. That. And I'm a nurse and I've been a nurse for over 30 years. So I'm very, you know what I'm saying? Like this kind of stuff doesn't happen to me. I take right. care of people who need help. I do not like to need help. So on the story, it all worked out. I had a double mastectomy and reconstruction, which is a huge surgery. And that was that in 2020? Uh, It's been a year. What are we now? It's 2022. We're recording this in November of 2022. So it was October 30th of 21. 
Okay. So just over a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. Shauna was my medical Uber, I was. took me back and forth. And I really think that the fasting helped with my healing because I didn't, I did not stop doing it during it at all. But I mean, of course, if I, after anesthesia wears, wears off, you, I was like, if I wanted to eat, I ate. It was right. totally like, I'm not gonna, but I think really like my scars healed really well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Shauna always says I bounce right back. I don't know if I bounce right back, but it really was just a bump in the road. And I think the fasting, I was already doing it. And they're like, don't eat anything past midnight. Oh, like, honey, I don't peace. eat till 6 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about that. Yeah. I'm fine. Eat those easy funny. peasy. Yeah. yeah. Right. But the first time they wanted me to drink Gatorade like four hours ahead. And I'm like this, oh, I'll do it because it's doctor's orders. But like my next surgeries that I had, I'm like this, that's doing nothing for me. They wanted you to have electrolytes. And I'm like, okay, that's doing. But I did it the first time because they told me I'm like this. That did nothing for me, you know, Gatorade. You can totally get electrolytes through like another right. format, like, you know, electrolyte drops. It doesn't have to have all that. Yeah. But whatever your doctor tells you, do it. Do right? it. That's saying- exactly right. I would just say like, is there an alternate way I could get in my electrolytes besides Gatorade? I, I think I don't oh, want Gatorade. horrible sugar water, I right? never liked Gatorade yeah, ever. Never. <laughs> Even back in the day when I was drinking whatever. I really do think that fasting helps with healing because we know that's, you know, it's, it's your body able to dig around and do the repair work that it needs to do. So just like I mentioned before, I don't have an alternate life where I went through menopause without fasting. You don't have an alternate experience of going through breast reconstruction and mastectomy without fasting. But I believe you are probably right that it probably helped you heal. As a nurse, you've seen a lot of people healing. Yes. I think also... Like you, I haven't had much of menopause. I'm 55 Mm -hmm. and I thought I was done. (laughs) And there she came again after eight months. It's like this whatever. (laughs) I'm like, I'm so done, right? I say I'm done with the purse. I'm not carrying anything around. Come on, take, you know, I want to take it out, but they don't do that much anymore. But anyway, I really don't have hot flashes or. Mine were very mild. Do you think it delays it? No, I don't think it delayed it because I went through it right at 51. Right when that's the average, I did it exactly right. average at the yeah. average time. I didn't do it early, I didn't do it late, I did it exactly average. It felt pretty easy. It wasn't until really, let's see, it's 2022 now. It wasn't until 21, even though I'd already gone through the 12 months that you're officially in menopause after that 12 months is over, and I like celebrated that day. And I was like, I'm done. And it took another year, I think, for me to really start having really negative symptoms associated with the lack of hormones. Like it's like that was when my progesterone was zero, my estrogen was zero. I started having really uncomfortable bedroom issues. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. (laughs) Just go say it like that. And I just was like, well, I don't want to live like this the rest of my life. So like I'm going through hormone replacement therapy now. I have a great doctor who has, you know, she talked me into it. She explained what really it does for your body. And it's like made all the difference for me. It took like one month and I was completely back to feeling like myself. I'm sleeping great again. That was one of the first things I started struggling with was my sleep. And that's lack of progesterone. You know, if you don't have progesterone, get an HRT, hormone replacement therapy. So now I'm sleeping, but we need the estrogen and the progesterone for more than just the girly stuff. And that's what I didn't understand. I didn't understand how it connected with the way your body manages your blood sugar, the way that your 
you know, your bone maintenance, your muscle maintenance, these female hormones actually help a lot of things happen in your body the way that you're supposed to. So the episode of the Life Lessons podcast that I do with Sherry, the one that's coming out actually tomorrow, but it's already out by the the time that this episode comes out. It's the November 2nd, 2022 episode of the Life Lessons podcast. We interviewed Dr. Deb Matthew, and she's a hormone expert from Charlotte, North Carolina. And she explains all about hormone replacement therapy because so many people have negative perceptions of it based on just some bad info. Right. And I think things are done quite differently now. It's than not they the were. 80s anymore. Right. Well, it went through some, t- yes, the way they do it now is completely different. The way they used to do it. And then this study came out that was not done very well. And Dr. Deb talks about all the flaws with that study. And then what we know now. So bioidentical hormones are very different from the Primarin of the 90s and the, mm-hmm. you know, all that synthetic progesterone definitely different. So anyway, that's just something. This is my latest <laughs> thing that I'm sharing is that we don't have to have these negative symptoms. You can talk to your doctor or find a doctor who understands. You know, if your doctor's like, no, I don't like hormone replacement therapy and here's why, that just might mean your doctor isn't up on the latest. And I mean, there's a lot of stuff to know. You can't know everything. Right. Exactly. So neither of you are, are completely there yet. Y'all are just no, kind of... No, <laughs> no. I want to. It just oh, drives me nuts. You know? I get it. I just want well, to get well, it. Well, be proactive. Just, you know, what I what really convinced me was that my blood sugar control and my insulin levels went up slightly from the last time I had them tested pre-going through menopause in 2019 to just right before I started this time, my fasted insulin level was up slightly. And my A1C was up slightly. That's so very no no difference in fasting, no lifestyle. difference in lifestyle. Right. No difference, but they were both not as good as they were. And you know, I learned from the Zoe people with they they did a you know tied in some menopause stuff. Post menopause, blood sugar control gets worse. So I'm like, you know, I'm not willing to have all that. You know, as your insulin starts to go up, that's not good. So I'm still way in a healthy range, but I, trending up is not what I want. Right. So, um, Jen, I got my labs drawn on Friday so that I could talk about them. Okay. Here. Did you go to walk, walk-in walk lab or did you do, what did you do? Oh, I did my little physical and I asked oh, okay. for the fasting insulin. insulin. Oh, we usually don't do that. I know, but can you? And of course they said yes, because I was really interested in that. So I get all my labs yesterday. They call me. So, you know, when they call you, that means something, right? So I'm like this, uh, so my cholesterol is high. And so are my, the bad ones, the LDLs, but my triglycerides are good. So they don't want to put me on medication or anything like that. So I now know that I have to really combat my sugar because I do a hot milkshake, but iced when I open my window almost every day, uh. you know? With sweet condensed milk. Oh, she takes oh. pictures. She takes oh pictures and sends it. Now look, I don't know when the last time I've had sweetened condensed milk is, but that stuff is like, <laughs> yes, that's no joke. You might yeah, as well just put actual ice cream in your coffee. I know. <laughs> just like, but it's so good. It's iced Vietnamese and I make it. Uh-huh. I have a frother and everything. Uh-huh. And, you know, you sometimes think I can do whatever I want because I'm uh, yes. faster. You can't right. really do everything that you want all the time, right? Right. So that's that. I think that's something both of us have struggled with is the eating window, yes. right? 
Right. And we, we do, we eat very healthy compared to most people, but also it's like this. Okay. Now it's documented. So, okay. Cause of course I know <laughs> drinking sweet condensed milk every day. It's probably not good, but Oh, so my fasting insulin was good. My A1C was a little high. So maybe I'm reaching, I mean, not, I mean, it oh. went up, but it wasn't high, but it's 5.4 and six is where they say, right. Yeah. It was like five something before. So maybe that's menopausal related. It could really well be. Yeah. We just, we lose our, our blood sugar control, like I said. And, and so that's when I started to realize, you know, like my restless legs got a little worse with the sugar kind of a thing. So I've had to really cut back with that and the wine affected me more. And I think those are all kind of related, but yeah, that would be the first thing I would give up. You've hit on sugar and wine, the two of our, yeah. <laughs> two of our little uh, thorns I'm in our I'm still side. grumpy about the wine, but I'm really doing a great job not having wine. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> Except um, for really special occasions. Yeah. Right. And I think what fasting does is makes you improve all of your, your health. One of your um, podcasts had the alcohol free experiment. Yeah. You talked about that. And I, yeah. so I'm like this, I'm going to do that. And now did I make it to 30 days? No, but did I learn that I don't really like how I feel the next day when I overindulge? Yeah. And I've cut down immensely. I used to have wine at night, three to five. Now I'm like this only when I go out and now I have like one or two, which is really very little for me because I would Uber, right. And you can just do whatever you want. So now I'm like this, that's just not good for me. Like the more you fast, the more healthier you get because you're like, why would I break up all that hard work I did? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. My issue with wine is once the bottle of wine is open, it's <laughs> you're all or nothing. All oh, or nothing. that's me. That's me. You know, I'm not I'm not great at moderating, which is why the eating window works so well because it's closed. I'm having Absolutely. zero and then it's open, then I'm eating until I'm satisfied. But I mean, I guess if I could if I had little single serve bottles of wine, I'd be much better. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? But when I'm at a restaurant, it's super easy to have one glass of wine. And then especially if I'm there with Chad, because he's like, that wine costs more than a whole bottle of wine <laughs> at the house. So uh, it's really easy to just have one. But <laughs> So I'm just not opening bottles of wine at home. Easy peasy. Now, Chad drinks wine pretty much every night still, but he has red wine and even dry farm red wine, I don't feel my best. So I haven't had a glass of red wine since I don't know when. Like, I just don't feel good. Yeah. Alcohol doesn't make me feel it. Starting in my late forties, it really has affected me anyways, depending on the wine and you can't, it's a guessing game. What's going to get you the next day. So I just decided it's not worth it sometimes to not know what I'm going to feel like the next day off of one glass. Is red wine more of a problem? Did it, did it do more of that for you? I thought so at first, but some whites. So, okay. Yeah. So I just, I'll drink occasionally just with around people and socially, but I might pay a price. I might not. <laughs> that, yeah, I totally get it. Right. Yeah. Then you also eat more because now you're all bad loosey, decisions, goosey, right? And well, that's like, true. And I'm and eating crackers. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. just best to avoid. <laughs> yeah. I just feel so much better. And that's the part of us adulting, right? We're getting there. We're, we're in our fifties. We're, we're amazing women in our fifties. Right. But we, we want to feel good. The same goals we had when we were younger are not the goals we have now. I want to sleep well. I want to wake up and not have aches in my feet. I don't want to. <laughs> I think that's what fasting is doing. It's like, I think the vanity of it all 
of what you want to wear. I think by now we've decided what looks good on us anyways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of, I really just want to hold on to this body and to make it function well, because you can see people around you who aren't, or, you know, even parents who might be dealing with stuff that could possibly be in your future. Like my mom, there's Alzheimer's on my mom's side and there's yeah. all these studies that show, Hey, it's cleaning up in there while you're fasting. And that makes me feel like I'm doing something that's in my control versus something that is out of my control that I have no say in. You're right. I, like the motivation for fasting does change as we get older because you're right. It used to be all about just what I looked like. You know, we came for the weight loss, right? But we stick around for those health benefits because both of my grandmothers died with dementia. Yeah. And watching them, you know, at the end, they didn't know who we were. And watching them, they had been such active, vibrant women. My grandmama Calhoun, she went to college in like the 20s or something. I mean, she, my dad was the youngest of four, youngest by far. And so she did amazing things. And then my other grandmother, she was a celebrated interior designer in her town. And just to watch, I'm like, I do not want that to be me. Ever, and yeah. Ever, ever, ever. And I think fasting, yeah, I think fasting is the way to keep our brains as healthy as they can be because we're keeping our insulin down. You know, they're calling Alzheimer's type 3 diabetes. It has to do with insulin resistance of your brain. So keeping insulin down through fasting, yeah, I would like to look good. Okay, I get it. (laughs) And I think it's really you're comfortable in your own body. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You don't have, you have less aches and pains. This is what I look like. These are the jeans I can wear comfortably. Just being comfortable, because I think like in your 30s and 40s, you're not comfortable. In your 20s, you have no idea what you're doing. But, you know, when you're, <laughs> that's true, right? You're, yeah, you're comfortable, you're fine. But when you're 30s and 40s and you're overweight or chubby or whatever, not healthy you want to be, you're not comfortable. Now, I'm comfortable. This, this is what I look like. And yesterday, I fasted for 22. The day before, I ate a whole chocolate cake, whatever, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, and I feel so, I looked into that school that you went to for the health the Institute for Integrative yes. Nutrition. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. When I'm done with teenagers, I want to do that because I think the nurse brain of me, I love to help people and I've turned a few people onto it and it's, you know, you know how rewarding it is. You've done a million and a half, but the little close circle that you help people like Shauna helped me. I helped my little best butterfly friend. effect. It's just, right. it's satisfying. Oh, yeah. And and you see people and you just want to help them. Like you are so uncomfortable. It doesn't matter that you're, you're overweight. They're walking and they're uncomfortable and you can tell they're sad and you know, they had the big Starbucks. You just want to help them. Because I think fasting would, like, we wouldn't even have, like, I wouldn't maybe not have a job, you know. If right, well, healthy. that's true. The healthcare. Yeah, you see it in your in your work. Mm-hmm. Right, we make a lot of money on unhealthy people. There's not a lot of money in getting you well and staying well, right? You know, like the whole Weight Watchers model, not to, you know. Not to knock it. Knock Weight Watchers, because a lot of people have great success with Weight Watchers, but their model is you'll be back. And if everybody went through Weight Watchers and didn't need them anymore, they would and go out of business. right. Right. So people do not just do Weight Watchers one time and then, oh, you've solved it. No, you come back over and over, year after year. You're always having to relose that weight. And so, you know, with fasting, we want to get to where we can live a life that we're happy with. We get to eat the foods we love, working on, you know, realizing the foods that Lori Lewis says it a beautiful way eat the foods that you love and that love you back. 
Oh, yeah. That's the part that I've struggled with. Okay, wine doesn't love me back, right? Right. <laughs> Too yeah, much sugar sad. doesn't love me back. And it's funny that fasting isn't the magic pill. Like, I'm on my third year and I feel comfortable and I know how to do this stuff. But there are struggles. Like, within okay, the window, yeah. there are still struggles. It's And then you go, look, I only have a certain amount of time to get a certain amount of foods in me. I'm really going to choose this over this for now because... I can't fit everything in within my window if I'm going to also have that, like the baguette and the other things. Yeah. So it does make you, you still have to choose wisely, you know, in I, a shorter amount of time. Right. Instead of, you know, 16 hours when you, we used to eat for you 16, might have four hours, four hours to, to and figure you fill it out. Up, I fill up fast. Yeah. Once I open, you, you know, how you're ravenous. Then I'm like this, oh my gosh, I'm full. So I've learned to like have a little snack and wait a second and then eat later because sometimes one time I overate and after my birthday on my birthday and I had to take a medication that's prescribed after surgery for nausea oh. because I was so <laughs> stuffed yeah. and I did not want to throw up all of what I just ate and it was way too much. So I yeah. mean, if, if I didn't have that for my surgery, I would have been thrown up because I ate too much and I've been doing this for two, two and a half years. So it's still yeah. can be a struggle continuously. You just have to... Well, you learn from those mistakes, right? You learn from, you know, like I wrote about in Delayed on Deny, the time that I went to this party and I'd fasted all day and I'm at the party and I'm visiting with everybody and I'm drinking and someone's handing me bourbon and Coke, but I didn't have enough food. Uh Uh-oh. And to this day, I will not drink bourbon. I wrote (laughs) wrote about No, I will not drink any dark liquors at all, but I wrote about this in Delayed on Deny. I I had an oops moment and I learned from that. I'm like, you really cannot... drink on an empty stomach and you have to pay attention to making sure that you've had enough food. And so I have never made that mistake again. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, you just you learn from them. And I've been a lot more mindful about quantity of alcohol <laughs> since that moment too, especially with fasting. Because I don't want to feel like that ever again. Ever. And I do think you lower your immunity to alcohol when you stop doing it. And when you fast, I think too, I think you have less reserves of stuff to suck the alcohol up, basically. Well, that's true. And also, you know, if you haven't been eating all day, food slows the absorption of alcohol. And so if you have had, you know, nothing to eat, there's nothing in there to slow that absorption. It just goes straight to your bloodstream very, very quickly. And that's when it hits you and you don't realize what's happening. And then, oops, (laughs) once you get to the oops point, it's really too late. (laughs) So I don't want, my goal is to go the rest of my life and never get to that point ever. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But those are the things we learned, like that birthday meal when you ate too much. You know, you you realized, okay, next time we just have to be a little more mindful. Like that restaurant I kept going to and the fries made my stomach hurt. Those and I'm like, I will fries. never <laughs> eat fries at that restaurant again, ever. <laughs> it might have taken me four times, darn it, yeah. but now I know. <laughs> That's the funny thing because psychologically you want them. Sometimes psychologically, I just want something, but it doesn't taste good anymore. But sometimes I'll just still want it. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life 
by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. I know I want to have delicious French fries from like when I remember when they were good and I liked them at some point in my life, but they also don't taste good anymore. Oh, have you made those smashed potatoes where you boil them first? No. Mm-mm. Oh, my gosh. I made them for the first time yesterday. It was, like, amazing. It was, like, the best. I'm going to tell you about it. Okay. You know those little tiny, like, new potatoes? Oh, yes. I got, like, the multicolored bag that has, like, the purple ones and the red ones and the regular color ones. They were little. You boil them first. Just throw them in the boiling water just like that. You don't peel them or anything. Just throw them in the boiling water for, like, 20 minutes till they're soft with your fork. And then you put them on a baking sheet, tossed in a little bit of olive oil. The baking, the oven needs to be on like 450 or something. And you smash them. I used like a coffee cup and just smashed them down. So they're just smashed. And then you put salt on there and you put them in the oven at like 425 for like 20 minutes. Oh my God. It was like next level. I'm doing that today, Jen. I (laughs) have some potatoes. I'm doing that today. (laughs) It was the easiest thing ever. And, but the boiling gets them nice and soft on the inside. And so that they're done, oh, and then then the yep, and then putting them in the oven. For, but it's a two step process. But Chad and I agree that is how we eat our potatoes <laughs> <laughs> after one and time. I, Fantastic! Well, oh my god, they were so good, and it's like way better than any French fry at some gross restaurant. Yes, like I would awesome. rather eat these. And you got the peel in there. It's got so many good vitamins. But we're going to, I'm like, we got to buy these potatoes all the time. We're going to be adding them to our meals, sides of potatoes. Fantastic. I'm doing it. Do it. Do it. Boil them for about 20 minutes. Let them sit. Smush them. Bake it. 425. Another 20 minutes or so. Whatever you want on there. Whatever. Yeah, I just put salt. You could put anything on there. But yeah, I just put a little salt. Ooh, yeah. They would probably be good with malt vinegar, too. Mm. Oh, I bet you. Because I love malt vinegar fries. All right. I'm going to have to go buy some more (laughs) potatoes. (laughs) Malt vinegar. Anyway, everybody, there you go. Do not email me asking how to do it. Just rewind. It's really easy. <laughs> or Google it. Google it. Super easy. I did not make smashed it up. Smashed potatoes. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. Smashed. I think they're called, I don't know what they're called. I think they're called smashed potatoes. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I think I saw that on uh, Instagram or something. I did. I saw it on Instagram. <laughs> Some, someone had big ones. And I'm like, I got to know how to do that. So I just looked it up and, and there it was. I Googled it myself. That's all I did. <laughs> Anyway, totally worth it. See, follow me for more kitchen tips. <laughs> well, I have to say thanks. I've already thanked you on the thing, but the meals are I yeah. think fantastic. Are you using Green Chef? Green Chef and HelloFresh. Yep. And Imperfect Foods. Have you heard of Imperfect Foods? I have heard of Imperfect Foods. Are they organic foods that are not perfect? I don't think they're organic, but they are the ones okay. that aren't chosen. Oh, yeah. Misfit Market is the, the one that's Misfit. organic. Yeah, and I think you can do organic on Imperfect Foods mm-hmm. if you want. Okay. They have a lot of little cute snacks, so you only get like okay. a little snack. 
you know what I'm saying? Like chocolate, caramel, sea salt. There's these cute little boxes. You can just get two, you know, get the big box. Oh, okay. That's a great idea. Yeah. It's all kinds of nuts that are misshapen and Okay. I love that. All the weird, you know, the teacher, like the weird weird kids were my favorite, right? (laughs) If a teacher said to me, oh, you're going to hate XYZ kid. I'm like, I bet I'm going to love him. (laughs) Yes. And it's just like you try a lot of new things, right? Yeah. Stuff you never saw. The weird potato, the weird pistachios. That's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Love Uh, it. So anyway, thank you for that. I'm glad you're enjoying Green Chef because really, you know, the meal kits have just really easier too. changed right. my life. Yeah. Like, I don't know how, what we'd be eating. Spaghetti. <laughs> spaghetti. Yes. And I, I would do the score all the time now. It just comes in. My teenagers pick what they want. And then sometimes they make it. Most of the time I do. But at least they're picking what they want. And it's, you know, dinner done. Ta-da. Oh, listen to this. Last Monday, Chad made the whole dinner by himself. What? <gasps> Huh? It was Green Chef. I felt like it was amazing. I had a meeting on my computer, a Zoom meeting with a, a group of friends that were like colleague kind of friends. And so we were we were meeting and I was on that for like just over an hour. And I'm like, you're going to have to start cooking dinner at six. And he's like, okay. He cooked the whole thing oh by himself. Gosh. Fantastic. I know. So you know he can do it. So he can do it. I know he can. Well, see, it was because it was Green Chef. It was like whatever it was, like the sweet potatoes were already cut up. <laughs> so he had to... <laughs> He's All right, we're giving good, him too much credit. Well, he's not a good dicer. We're, he's helping me make dinner most nights, but like I'll put him on like onion duty. I'm like, "All right, I need you to dice up these onions." He's like, "Well, what what size? How okay. big? How big? How small?" Yes. I'm like, "Just normal. I don't know." Squat <laughs> him up. And then he's not good at having to be consistent. So, we're working on it. We're working working on the tips and just watching him like deal with the sweet or no, um a bell pepper was really funny. <laughs> trying to get the stuff out of the bell pepper. And I'm like, there's a lot easier way than what you're doing right now. Would you like me to show it to you? <laughs> anyway, I love that he's doing it. So, you know, now that he's retired, we're spending time together cooking and he's learning. Thank goodness for a green chef. He can do it himself. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Exactly. Even my teenage boy can do it. He doesn't want to, but he can. They can do it. I thought Will was doing that. I was getting him home chef for a while. He was first living on his own. I was having them send home chef directly to him. And I thought he was doing it because, you know, they send the recipe cards. Turns out he just threw the recipe cards away and just kind of winged it. (laughs) This is how I knew it was wrong because he was at my house making one of them. I said, bring your meal over. You can make it here. It was something with like sauteed onions and some kind of spaghetti sauce. So how would you begin? I'm just going to ask you. How would you begin if you had to saute some onions and make it the with onions? Yeah. Yeah. You would start with the onions. No. Oh my gosh, he didn't start. He put the sauce in the pan and then threw the raw onions in there. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, oh boy. I'm like, that's not. He had never read one of the recipe cards. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I thought I was teaching him to cook. I was not. You were not. Because <laughs> he just threw those away. <laughs> anyway. Ah, good times. So let's get back to fasting. (laughs) Is is there anything else that you struggle with at this time? Um, Sometimes I don't want to do it. Okay. That's a little That's honest. You know, like um, football season. Right. I'm going to eat as soon as I get up and start cooking and eat all day. So, I, you know, I do cook and eat later. But sometimes I just like life, like how it used to be. And sometimes I'll tell Shauna, I got up today and had a hot milkshake because I wanted one and I don't care. Right. Yeah. I do still mi- miss the hot milkshake for the 
that first sip of that. Oh my God, black it. coffee is totally fine with me. I do it all the time, iced, hot, it's totally fine. But that putting that all that stuff on and that, oh, I still miss it. It does something different to your brain. I get right. it. It's something about your brain. And dairy does light up areas of your brain. The sweetness lights up your brain. So I understand that's a, a physical thing going on up in there that you're missing. So I get it. And I am now no longer wistful about fasting. There were It took a few years for me to get to that point. And I'm being honest, too. There were days that I wished... I could just, you know, be normal and not fast. But then I've had enough of those days where I opened early and realized yeah, that we don't really like it when you right. do. Exactly. So that's what's made me not feel that way anymore. So, I mean, it's, it's rare for me, you know, but now that every time football season starts, it you triggers, know, I think. I wanna, you've got that association. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to eat while I'm watching Monday Night Football to the yep. end, you know, and I get it. But then I, like you say, you do it and I'm like, this, I feel like crap. Why did I do that? Yeah. That was stupid. Right. And it only takes a couple times. So that's when you realize you can't go back. Right. I think once you you're so in this, it just doesn't feel good eating three meals a day or eating for longer periods of time. It just right. doesn't. And I love when people ask, oh, are you still doing that? And I always say forever. Yeah. That's my yeah. answer. Forever. I can't. It's what I do. This, it's how I eat. It's, yeah, I'll never stop doing it. I can't imagine. I mean, will there be a day I eat breakfast early in the day? Sure. I don't know when that might be, but it, it'll happen at one point. I'll do it again, but I'll, by the end of the day, I'll be so worn out that I'll be like, exactly. (laughs) That wasn't as fun as I thought it would be. Right. (laughs) And that's how, you know, I mean, there's times when you're like, Oh, I just don't feel like it today. But if you kind of distract yourself, I'll distract myself. I'll take my dog for a walk or I'll just do something else. And you're like, Oh, that was just a blip. And you'll, you you really just end, end up being a blip, but I'm about a year yeah, ahead she's, of you. she's a year ahead of me. I'm she kind didn't of tell me because she didn't tell so me. Mad at <laughs> she told me everything <laughs> else. Let's do Weight yeah. Watchers. Let's go to the gym. <laughs> oh, whatever. Well, now she told you. She finally told you. She just wanted it to make sure that it stuck. It wasn't as known, and it, I didn't want it to be another yeah. little fatty thing. I didn't tell my family, like my, and especially my teenage daughter. I didn't want them to think there was I was doing this anything weird or just not eating. Like, oh god, for a teenage daughter to see that a mom's not eating, which is just a big no-no for me. So I wouldn't even tell them. And if there yeah. was a point where it was going to be obvious whether I w- where I was not eating, I would either have something in my hand or I would just do my fast accordingly. It just, it was more important for me to keep their eating schedule. I just didn't want to tell them right away. Now they know I do it and then they kind of know it and they've done their own research, but I'm not sure about teenagers. So I just let, I'm like, if you're hungry and you're a teenager, just eat. I hope you eat healthy, but eat. Yeah. Yeah. I would just really explain to any teenager or child that grown bodies, adult bodies that are fully developed on the other side of puberty, (laughs) once we're fully grown and developed, we have different needs than bodies that are still growing and developing. Because there is not a single child or teenager that doesn't instantly understand that when you're growing, you need something different than when you're fully grown. Yeah. And I never said it was for weight loss. I just said it was so that I could help my, yeah, yeah, my knees needed it. And I tell my daughter so I can be around for a very long time to bug you. Yeah. That's why I do it. I think that's totally the way to do it. You know, my 23 year old has a new girlfriend and she knows that I do intermittent fasting and she's like, oh, that's an eating disorder. Oh, and he's gosh. like, she said it was an eating disorder. I'm like, well, she just doesn't understand it. Yeah. <laughs> but the interesting thing is that it's way less disordered than how I used to eat back when I was <laughs> right. eating all the time. So. Yes. yes. And obsessing <laughs> with food all the time. Right. And, and 
now I tell people when they ask and I show people my pictures of me in my bra and my jeans, my honesty pants, because I did that by your suggestion. And I'm so glad that's one thing I suggest to people that you have your photos. Yeah. But then I heard the other day you on one of them, the string, I wish I would have done the string. I didn't know about this string string around your waist that you can see because the scale Mm -hmm. Forget about the scale. The scale I don't even know so, my weight. Yeah. So I don't weigh myself. I only weigh when I go to the doctor and you say you don't look, tell them not to tell you. Yeah. I want to know. And I just want it one five in my she medical yeah. record. I don't care if it's one five, nine point nine. I just want the five. And so I got that was to, me with the two. Yeah, I just right? wanted the two. I, yeah. And I got to a five and now, I mean, it's like one sixty point whatever, one sixty one. I'm like this, I'm just one sixty. Just what if I get less than that, woohoo. But my body's 60, but I am going to see how I'm going to give up sugar because I think that will make a big. Yeah, my body still, as much as I wanted the two, my body liked the three. So yeah, that's yeah. what it was, right? So we are almost out of time. What would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting? Or what do you wish you knew when you first started in like one minute? Shauna, go first. Oh, I wish I took pictures. I didn't because that for a year I was silent. Having a partner is completely, you can do it solo. Absolutely. But having a partner and someone you can talk to about things and just go, I'm not having a great day. It's Mm -hmm. nice to have someone that you can talk to as well. I just think you should know that beyond just do it for your health and not focus so much. I mean, weight is a big deal and the weight will kind of adjust itself, but I just feel so good when you know you're doing it for you. It just, I, I don't know, just it's a healthy way to live your life. Yeah. And Sue? I would, if you don't have the support system, I love your community. Um, oh, you yes. go on there and you ask any question and you really feel that someone's listening and take pictures and use a scale until you don't need it anymore. Once you yeah. get into your honesty pants, because it's so discouraging It is when you get yeah. back on. I just don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. That's my Yeah. I'm, it's my, my clothes let me know, you know, Absolutely. over the summer. The summer of 22, my honesty, I put my jeans back on when it started to get cooler. I'm like, oops, oops so. <laughs> right. time to tighten exactly. up. But but instead of buying bigger pants, I just tighten up my window until the ones I already have. Yeah. Fit and it's so easy. You're like, okay, know what you yeah. need to do. And start yeah. slow. Start slow with your fast. Just work your way up. And be forgiving of yourself. Have grace. Absolutely. Yep. And one thing I would like to tell people is, do not tell yourself that you're starting over all the time. That right, is like right. the biggest thing that I'm seeing is people are like, I'm starting over. Or I'm like, when's the last time you fast? They're like, well, yesterday, but it was only 18 hours. I'm like, you're not starting over. It's not a diet. I told someone, I said, I forbid you from ever saying you started over ever again. Absolutely. <laughs> Just some days you have a longer window. Some days you have a shorter window. Maybe you might have a month where you're not fasting as much as you did the month before, but you're not starting over. You don't start over a lifestyle. And you start over a diet. I I like zero. I still use zero. I like the app. We still do. We still do because it's kind of fun. I like the stats. Yeah. Well, I get it. And I used an app until I didn't feel like I needed it anymore. And then when I was struggling during the pandemic with the window creep, I used it again for like a month in there. It helped me to have something to be accountable with. And then after my pants got tight over the summer of 22, I didn't open my window till five for about a month or so. I just waited and then that worked. So it's just a matter of whatever helps you during that season of your life, be accountable to yourself, whether it's the scale, an app or the clock. Absolutely. Well, ladies, this has been so much fun. Thank you for so much. Both of your stories. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. 
That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.